Brendan Rodgers has got off to a winning start on his competitive return to Celtic Park as the boys picked up all three points with a 4-2 win over Ross County. They didn't have it all their own way though and we'll get into all of that and more in this post-match reaction. This is Tino and I'm joined here today by Brido. Brido, your initial response to today's result. Uh, how you doing bud? Uh, just great to get the season started again I think, we've all missed it. Um, and just delighted to, to start off with a win. I think most of us as fans would have expected a win. Um, and hoped for a, a really good performance, but the performance aside, you know, points in the bag, and we move on to the kind of the next game and just hopefully keep building up. Yeah, I think the most important thing overall, you know, on opening days, get the three points first and foremost. But there's plenty to talk about, lots to get stuck in here. Six goals, various other talking points, uh, potential exits from Celtic, all sorts of stuff. Uh, before I all get started, by the of course, it was flag day at Celtic Park and. Always good to see the players acknowledge for their efforts from last season and a nice moment for James A. Forrest to raise a flag. Yeah, I mean, if you start getting bored of that, then it's a, probably time to stop watching and supporting. Um, it's it's just a good marker, I think. To, it's almost like draws the line. Rogers has talked about that all through the week about, you know, last season was last season. Um, and, you know, by doing that, it's almost like it's a wee nod to last season. It's a well done, fantastic, and that's that put to bed now. Let's go on and and, uh, and try and replicate it uh, like we did the season before. So I know it's, it's always great and uh, kind of that kind of family atmosphere and stuff. It's it's, it's brilliant as a as fans to see. Yeah, it's a nice way just to draw a line under one chapter and move on to the next era. And I think, as you say, Rogers has emphasised that time after time in recent interviews. So it's a clean slate and we'll kick on uh, starting with today. Let's take a look at the lineup first of all. So obviously, Bren Rogers' first competitive lineup since his return. He's gone Joe Hart in goals, Tony Ralston right back, Taylor left back, Catler Vickers and Mike Navrocki in the centre, Callum McGregor, David Turnbull and Matt O'Reilly in the midfield, and then Abada, Kyogo and Maeda across the top. I suppose Turnbull is the, the one that raised the most eyebrows. What was your thoughts in general on his inclusion and the lineup, Brido? I think if it was based on the players last season, then Turnbull wouldn't get a look in, if I'm being honest. The only, uh, I heard today that he the record the most uh, sub substitutes appearances last season in Celtic's history or something like that, 29. Um, but his performances in pre-season have obviously meant something. Um, and the way Rodgers plays is considerably different to how Ange had Celtic playing. Um I think it was clear for us all to see that it didn't really suit Turnbull. He's not the most, let's not say, athletic type, but he's he's definitely got ability. Um, and can score goals and create goals. And he's a tidy footballer, which Rodgers obviously likes. So Hatati wasn't great in pre-season a lot of the time. And I think he's um, it's a wee nod to that, I think. Um, hopefully it's nothing to do with Hatati leaving, like we talked about Starfield last week. Um, but I think it's just a nod to, to, to everybody saying, oh, well, I'll pick the players that I, that I like and the, and the ones that I think will do and play the way I want to play. So uh, it, was, it was surprising, though, to be performance. I think we all think Hatati's one of our best players. So Turnbull coming in and then getting a couple of goals kind of indicates the decision anyway. So no, pleased enough, I suppose. Yeah, and we'll get to all of that shortly. But for now, it would seem that the shirt's David Turnbull's all of a sudden. And that's something I don't think a lot of us seen coming. Um, we put something out on Twitter on Friday saying that Rodgers had two big questions to ask. One was who his centre-half pairing would be, and as I say, he's gone with CCV and Mike Navrocki, uh, and who the midfield three would be. And I think most people uh, predicted it was going to be McGregor, O'Reilly and Tatati. And, and I'm as surprised as anyone who went with David Turnbull, but 
as we'll get to, he's definitely repaid that faith. In terms of the opening spell of the game, uh, first 15 minutes or so, were you surprised at Ross County's approach? They seem to have you know, come with a point to prove they weren't just here to roll over and accept defeat. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I've said this before, Ross County, they're quite a, a kind of honest team. They, they're trying to play to their own strengths, but um, I've, I've seen them try to put 11 men behind the ball before, but they didn't do that today. Um, I think the way that we played or didn't play, if you like, played into their hands and gave them a bit of confidence to kind of play that way and, and play in the front foot a bit more than we would be used to seeing from them. But um, it took us a good 20, 25, maybe even half an hour before we even got our momentum. So not fair play to them. When we obviously go a goal ahead, it settles us down a bit. But uh, they did not deserve... Um, at that stage, they didn't deserve to be behind in the game. So, I I think against a better team, we might have struggled in that period. Uh, uh, and so, kind of glad really that we were we were playing a team that just avoided relegation last year. So, we need a lot of improvement. Yeah, and, and as as we all know, tougher test to follow in the weeks ahead. We've had a hairy moment uh, in that opening spell, Brido, um, a potential penalty shout, and it's a bit clumsy by Joe Hart. We spoke just before coming on air, but he's a man who seems to all of a sudden be a bit nervous. It's not been his approach to Celtic so far, but a wee bit nervous, and he seems to potentially be reading the headlines that, that some are making. Yeah, he definitely came across that way, mate, to be honest. You know, you think when you've got experienced guys that can drown that outside noise out, it just looked like it, right from the off. You know, it looked as if, you know, he's... Even the simplest touches, there was more than just that. There was more than just the penalty. There was, there was his poor distribution. There was playing passes to to Celtic players in positions they should never have got the ball. You know, putting allowing Ross County. A lot of it came from from Joe Hart, unfortunately. And you're right. I think he's, I think he's just maybe reading into things um, that he probably shouldn't be. You know, he's, he's a good enough goalkeeper, but we all, I think when you speak to most Celtic fans, it's a position that for a while now we've been saying we don't want to get caught out by not replacing early enough. You know, we don't want to be subject to goalkeepers making mistake after mistake. Like what we've seen maybe with Rangers last year with McGregor, it was a season too late for him. So you don't want to leave it too late because by that point you could be dropping points. So I think Celtic really, really, really genuinely need to be looking at that. Um, he, that incident in the first half, Early doors, if there's a, a kind of more intelligent striker, he lets Hart hit him or he hits Hart and goes down. He's getting a penalty. Um, and it, when I first seen it, I thought it was a penalty, but there was no contact um, and he tried to stay on his feet, the guy. So fair point for doing that. But <laughs> I may not be thinking that after Celtic took the lead no long after that. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we definitely go off with one there. Yeah, and at this moment in time, as we've agreed, there's no genuine competition for Joe Hart. And I'd be surprised if Brendan Rodgers isn't looking at that and maybe making some moves in the market. Yeah, as you say, Brido, Celtic have got a penalty of their own just shortly after, so I think it's 17 minutes, Greg Taylor brought down just inside the box, and it's David Turnbull that we've spoken of. Tucks away with real confidence, and it's funny, isn't it? You know, it's that kind of moment where all of a sudden he's in the team, and all of a sudden he's your designated taker, and just tucking that away with the, the confidence, confidence that he'd done, it'll have done in the world of good. Yeah, I think that probably helped settle him down. Um, you know, it, it wasn't actually in the game a great deal. Just Celtic weren't keeping the ball, so the ball players weren't really getting an opportunity. Uh, Kyogo wasn't in the game at that point either. But, you know, in the lead-up to that, a few good touches, 
better running off the ball, and then that's ultimately we've got the penalty. You know, Greg Taylor making a decent run into the box, getting a decent touch, and then just clumsy defending, really poor defending from Ross County. There's the boys at Brown, I think, that brought him down. And you're right, it's in bizarre that Turnbull, who's not featured at all for a season and a half, two seasons, um, all of a sudden he's front centre, the captain's armband on the second half uh, on Tuesday night, and he then decides, well, nobody else seems to want to take it, I'll take it. Um, and we've not really had, we've not really had a good penalty taker for a long time. So we've always kind of had penalty taker that we'd missed far too many, to be honest. So maybe that's something that'll help him just get his goal tally up. He's got two today in one game, so that'll if that gives him confidence, then let him keep taking them. Yeah, we know he's good from a set piece, whether it's a corner or a free kick, but certainly from 12 yards, he's got the, the confidence and the technique just to tuck it away. So, pleased to see, you know, he's a guy I like. Um, he brings debate, a few of the boys aren't too sure, but I like him and I was pleased to see him tuck it away. Uh, you've mentioned Kyogo and you're right, he wasn't particularly in the game to that point, but he then comes to life like he always does. So about 10 minutes later, he's made it 2-0, opened his account for the season. And again, Turnbull's involved, he's flicked on to Abada. And it's a good assist by Abada himself, who keeps adding to his numbers at Celtic. A decent goal. It was a really decent goal, you know. Um, not great defending by Ross County, but you know we've still got to do the bits that, you know, that, that the players are charged with, and that is, you know, wingers getting in positions, getting attacking, breaking really quickly, midfielder supporting them, and then feeding the ball into the striker and letting them do what he does best. He tucked it away perfectly, and then it really settled us down because at that point we still weren't playing. <laughs> we still weren't playing that well and before we know we find ourselves 2 nothing up uh, and essentially thinking oh, that'll be the, the three points in the bag and just a case of how many maybe um, but you're right Turnbull getting involved Abada's just so good at that he's so good at that that's why his numbers are so good very basic wing play but he, he does it very well and he's getting better at it and then Kyogo he wasn't in the game much but he's got this new role which we might talk about obviously a bit later on but He's, he's involved in the game, you know, once he was involved in the game, he never really stopped being involved in it. He's dropping deeper. We've seen it with O on Tuesday. It looked like it was very deliberate. Um, and it's obviously something that they're asking the, the striker to do and then asking the midfielders to make the run into the space that the striker's left. Um, and we've seen that with, you know, again, totally O'Reilly's goal as a midfield runner, uh, Turnbull's goal. You know, even involved with the penalty and stuff. Turnbull had a one-on-one -on -one chance as well that he missed. Um, and that all comes from Kyogo's movement to drop in deeper and then the midfielders kind of running beyond. So um, I wonder if that's... A, it looks like it's very deliberate and it looks like it's quite effective as well because uh, quite hard to track those runners sometimes. Yeah, can I talk quite a lot about third man running? I think it's so effective and it's so hard to pick up when your striker drops deep and your midfielder, you know, in today's case, guys like O'Reilly and Turnbull, when they go beyond the striker... It's very, very hard to pick them up, and, and as we've seen, it's worked to good effect today. I think it's a very deliberate ploy, as you suggest. Kyogo, as we know, does all his best work in and around the box, and to be honest, I, I generally didn't or don't rate him as much of a creative in other spaces, you know, out in the wings. I don't like him. I don't like him dropping deep, or I certainly didn't, but he's shown that he can drop into an area and with one or two touches, just spring the trap, and all of a sudden you're in. So a really interesting, and it's a subtle change by Rodgers, but really interesting to see how that goes. Um, as you say, you're turning all up and cruising all of a sudden from a game that we'd huffed and puffed in a wee bit. And then in the 42nd minute, Turnbull adds a second. Uh, it was really good play by Matt O'Reilly down at the byline. 
Yeah, and I think it's what we've become accustomed to seeing with Matt O'Reilly. Um, and he's especially very good in really tight spaces. Probably one of the attributes that he's got that maybe some of the others don't have. Um, but he's and he's he's not only got to the byline. He's he, it's not by accident that he's dinked that ball over to the back post. He's clever enough. I'm not saying he sees Turnbull when he picks him out, but he's put it into an area where he should expect maybe a bad or him to be. Um, and lo and behold, the ball comes and Turnbull manages to tuck it away. I thought they might have blown for the ball being out of play, um, but they didn't, which was great. So and it, it was the right decision. Um, and again, it's 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 a good sign that two of your centre midfielders are in the box. One's on the byline and one's tucking it away. It, it's, it should tell us all we need to know with regards to, OK, it's not all 100 mile an hour pressing and it's not all, you know, the kind of uh, Ange ball type stuff that we were seeing in the last two seasons. But what it is, though, is there's a, a definite purpose within the midfielders to get into the box and score goals. And um, we're, we're only seeing the start of that. That'll, that, that. that'll get refined and more refined as the seasons goes on. And my hope is that uh, the other players continue to do that too. So um, I think, yeah, that's that's one of the positives we certainly took from today, I think. Yeah, and having those two players, O'Reilly and Turnbull, in such an advanced position, it doesn't happen by accident. You know, it's clearly stuff they've been working on. McGregor spoke pre-match about the fact that they've tried various systems and approaches. And as you say, Bridal, we're just starting to see the very early stages of that, and that's only going to get better with time. Um, get into the second half, so you've got that 3-0 lead, but Jordan White has got one back for County. It's a kind of daft looping header that's just fallen over Kyogo at the back post. But I think the bigger issue, you know, you've talked about Joe Hart with the ball at his feet in the first half. For me, he's got to be coming out and just commanding and collecting that. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if any of Rogers' preparation for the game involved Ross County, they'd have had to mention the size of the, their team and set pieces and what they would expect them to do. We've seen them do it for years now. And there's nothing against them for doing that. They're trying to, they're trying to use the weapons they've got and why not? Um and to just put a ball in the box like that and to get beat, it's just a bit, you know, uh, it's like, what are we doing, you know, like, what have we been doing all week? What's he doing as a goalkeeper? He quite clearly just doesn't judge the flight of the ball at all. And again, it just shouts out, I'm just not confident. That, that, that's all it shouts out. It shouts out, I'm not, I'm not too sure. And when you're not sure, the by, by that point, you have made some form of decision, which was wrong. All he's got to do is get a hand on that and flick it away for another corner or throw in or whatever. And he just does neither. And to, I mean, I've never seen a guy who's like six foot five lob a six foot four goalkeeper with his hands in the air from three yards out. I've never seen that before. I mean, and there's a guy on the post, Kielos. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing either, by the way. But ultimately, it's, to me, it's the goalkeeper. Um, you could look at who's marking Jordan White. Okay, fair dues. But it's that close to the goalkeeper or the post or the goal. You've got to ask your goalkeeper to do that. And I don't want to be harsh on him because he did not have a good day at all, but that, that didn't help him. And it's one of those ones where it, it, it didn't matter now. We obviously know the, the outcome of the game, but it gives County just a wee glimmer. I hope it gives them that lifeline that I mentioned. And all of a sudden, you, you know, you're 3 0 up and you're thinking, well, like before 5 6. And all of a sudden, they get their goal, gives them confidence, changes the mood in the stadium as well. So it's not a it's not a great thing. And listen, any team can score a goal at any given time in a match. 
but that was very avoidable, and that's a big frustration. Um, not long after, we've gone to the subs bench, so Rayo Hattati comes in with Carl Starfelt, and David Turnbull and Mike Navrocki go off. We'll get to Starfelt in a minute, Brido, uh, in terms of some interesting post-match comments from Rodgers, but what was your take on Navrocki's competitive debut? I think he'd done okay. So I think anybody who comes into a new team, strikers can make their runs and they can get on the ball and they can try and impress. You know, it's very kind of proactive, if you like. But when you're going into a defence, you've got to try and really, really read your, your partner's game, your fullback's game, the goalkeeper. You know, you're nervous because if you make a mistake, obviously, ultimately, it could result in a goal. So I always think it's harder to fit into a defence and it takes a bit longer. Um, and therefore, I thought he'd done okay. I thought Carter Vickers um, helped him out a wee bit, you know. He looks really good coming forward with the ball, I have to say. Um, and that's ultimately a Rodgers-type player. Um, so that it, quite clearly, that's a player that Rodgers, I think, has been quite influential in getting. Uh, and, yeah, I thought he'd done okay, mate. I thought he'd done okay. Um, bit of a challenge, obviously, against the Ross County with the physicality, but... Yeah, I thought he'd done just fine. Um, it'd be interesting to see how that partnership develops with Carter Vickers because we did see Starfield and the Carter Vickers partnership essentially be excellent. You know, so if we can get a, if we can replicate that, then great. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have done some good work in the transfer window for that. Yeah, I'll let you check, but I think the record stands that Carter Vickers and Starfield never or have never lost a Scottish Premiership game when playing together. And it looks like now, uh, Brido, as I mentioned, and, and as you'll have heard, it looks like he's off. Uh, Brendan Rodgers was asked directly about Starfield not starting and could he move on uh, in the next couple of weeks. And Rodgers said, what's the effect of, yes, he could, there's something happening in the background. And I think that tells you that it's it's just about done. And it's an interesting one for Starfield. He's, he's often the man at the centre of debate. We've spoken about him several times in the show. And for all he's brilliant record and his numbers and you know the stats don't lie and all that stuff I think there's an element of the fan base and I've I've asked the questions at time as well elements that never quite accepted him I think that's fair yeah I think I think it is fair because that your eyes don't tell you lies really do they I mean he does look clumsy at times he does he is good for a mistake from time to time but I tell you what, he didn't have to turn it around for, for, for certainly for my opinion. Um, it is awkward, but you kind of get by that a wee bit. You get by that because he was an all-out defender. There were some games um, that we can go back to that were massive games. Uh, the game at Ibrox um, that we won where Carter Vickers scores the winner. Pretty sure him and Starfield were just winning everything that was thrown towards them. And, and you know, I think that was his type of game. And I think he got a wee bit you know, when he was asked to kind of go forward. But he was the player that went forward with the ball and played forward passes. So his mistakes were kind of more glaring than Carter Vickers because he tended to do it more. And he'd done it on his weaker side. Carter Vickers was a right-footed player playing from the right-hand side. Starfield had to do that. So he was kind of sort of dummy a wee bit with that. But he definitely came onto a game, more than a game. I thought he was um, ended up being a, a really important player. So Celtic have the job in their hands, you know, finding that partnership. Again, um, and I think we we need to add to that position yet again. There's a few names we've, we've seen kind of floating around, um, so it'd be interesting to see how we do that um, and who the partnership becomes because it's really really important that we get that nailed down as early as possible. Because in Europe, you just do not get 
any forgiveness for it. Yeah, it's a crucial uh, part of the team, and it's it's a big call here for Brendan Rodgers. At the moment, it certainly looks like it's going to be CCV and Navrocki, unless someone else comes in. We've spoken about Liam Scales, Stephen Welsh, Kobe Ashie currently injured, and don't think any of those three are going to be, you know, chapping at the door. So I think it looks like all of a sudden we're going to be back in the market. And if Starfelt moves on, and it looks like he will, we wish him all the very best, and we'll watch that space closely in the next couple of weeks. Uh, back to the game. So we've touched on it, but it's Matt O'Reilly who makes it 4-1. But this one is all about Kyogo, uh, you know, playing in that different way and dropping deep. It's Catler Vickers that breaks the lines with the pass. So he's passed right through the midfield and found Kyogo with a drop-off. And he's just done that round-the-corner pass. He's just clipped it into uh, the path of O'Reilly. Defenders all at sea. He's let it bounce a couple of times. And with his weaker right foot, and it is weaker, but he's cracked it high into the net. It's a brilliant goal, eh? It was a great goal, um, you know, from from defence up to the up to the top of the park and then having that quality in every department to to make the pass into Kyogo for his sublime touch to put it into the path for O'Reilly and then his finish. Um everything had to be, you know, top draw for that to to, to get the, the finish that we ended up seeing. So um again it's quite a good good evidence of how I think Rogers wants the team to play. He likes the ball playing centre halves to come forward. He likes passes through the line sometimes to miss out the midfield and, and the midfield runners. Kind of, I think it helps that Ross County were obviously a bit more tired at that point. Um, Celtic had brought on some quality. Hatati looked pretty decent when they came on, as did the boy Yang. You know, quite hard for Ross County to keep that kind of tempo up, follow the movement. And eventually, the, the kind of cracks become breaks and that's exactly what happened. Kyogo found too much space to, to make that pass and, like you said, a sublime finish on his very much weaker side, um, one of his foots for standing on type, uh, most left-footers are. Uh, but, you know, it came at a good point in the game as well, because, again, it, it becomes party mode at 4-1. So, yeah, it was it was a really, really good goal to watch. I think it'll be really pleasing for Brendan Rodgers, because I think, as a coach, there's nothing better than seeing something that you've deliberately worked on coming off in the game, and I think that's exactly what we've seen there. So, again, it's encouraging, Bridal. We've spoken a couple of times here about early signs, you know, of, of different ways in which Rogers wants to play. And so far, so good. And it's it's only going to get better. Further subs around about 73 minutes, I think. So it's Forrest, Yang and Home that have come in. And it's Kyogo, Abada and O'Reilly. Slight knock for Abada. Hopefully nothing too serious. And he recovers pretty soon. Um, any take on the three that have come on? I thought Home looked tidy. And I thought James Forrest was very unlucky not to, to finish off what was a brilliant counter-attack. Yeah, on on uh, Odin Tiago home, I think he's an absolute baller. I think he's, I think he is a, a proper player. I think uh, the way, even just the small snippets that we've seen, um, first touch, first touch passing, a bit of aggression, wins his headers when he's going for just wee things for the middle of the park, but very subtly coming in and then doing these things consistently, never giving it away. It's just for a guy his age, I think um, I think we've signed a real, real player there. Obviously, time will tell, and I could be looking like I've got egg in my face at some point, which has happened before. But um, I famously told my pals that Odson Edward was rubbish, and you shouldn't bother about him. Uh, so there you go. I've openly admitted to that. Um, so no, I think home looks an absolute player, um, and I think the boy Yang's going to be good as well. I think again, it's more about attitude. So they might not necessarily get the outcome that they want, but. He wants to keep getting the ball, and I think in that position he's quite determined. Keep giving it, keep giving it, giving it. 
and he's energetic and he's trying to do stuff with it. So I think again, only time will tell. But I think um, I think he could become a bit of a fan's favourite over time uh, if he keeps doing what he's doing and gets the time in the park. He only got ten minutes today as at home, but you know you felt like, it almost felt like it got a bit longer to be honest with you because they were deliberately straight involved in the game right as soon as they came on. So and you're right, Forrest came on and. He was very, very unlucky. He does exactly what we would tell any kind of young player to do. And when the ball comes across, you know, find the target, you know, hit the target. The keeper's made a good save. So yeah. he was unlucky. To, I'd have capped off a great week for him. Yeah, I would have done. But it was good to see. It was a brilliant break. Um, I think Ralston, Hitati, Maeda all involved. And it ends up at Forest. And you're right. The main thing to do is get a good connection and hit target. And I think it's been a really good save. So unlucky there. I agree with you on Yang. Uh, I think it's an attitude thing. At home as well, actually. There's, you know, Celtic Park, there's no there's no time or no space to just come on and go through the motions or be timid or meek about it. You need to go and scruff of the neck it, to be honest with you. And I thought Yang in particular, just in those early stages, desperate for the ball, making space, very direct he's running. And it bodes well for the future. So, yeah, we don't know for sure at this point if guys like Tilio Home and uh, Tiago Home, sorry, and Yang are going to be uh, ones for the future or ones for right now. But so far, so good. And some really positive signs. Um, a slight disappointment, I suppose, is the late goal for Ross County around about 94th minute. It's a good ball out to the guy, wide right. I think it's Brown that picks up wide right and eventually scores. For me, again, it, it falls into the avoidable category. I think Greg Taylor could and should get much closer. I think he's given him far too much space and the guy's had the chance to come inside. If you look at him when he comes inside, when he strikes the ball, Taylor's nowhere near him. It's not like he's even close to getting a block. There's too many yards away. And I don't really blame, in fact, I, I don't blame Starfelt at all or Joe Hart at all. That That's just freak occurrence. From, from the Ross County point of view, the guy's doing well to get a strike on goal. But I think Greg Taylor should do better. And it's just frustrating that it, it takes a wee bit of the gloss off things. Yeah, it does. And that's what we're saying at 4-1. You know, you're thinking, oh, it's different. You might get another one, makes it 5-1. And all of a sudden, when those score lines come in, you kind of forget the performance sometimes. And it's like, oh, we won 5-1, 6-1. You know, we must have been better than we thought. So when it goes 4-2 and you're at home, it kind of almost lets you kind of go, oh, that was rubbish. Oh, that was rubbish. Oh, that was, you're kind of a bit more negative about it. Something's rightly so. And I think today would be one of them. Greg Taylor, for me, I said, I think after the, the Dublin friendly, um, doesn't look anywhere near the player that, you know, again, it's still early and I've got to give a lot of folk time. But Burnaby's not the answer for me either. And I, I think it's a real, real weak spot for us. And it has been. I, if, if it's Greg Taylor's to be the Greg Taylor in the last two seasons, we can get by. Okay, fair enough. But, but if we're going to show progression is what we keep talking about, then we need to have a kind of a player in that left-back slot that plays the way that Rogers likes and that is different from Ange Postacoglu and that then means you need a player that with the attributes that Kieran Tierney's had you know that's essentially the left back that Rogers had that's what you need and I think we need to go and find that somewhere uh, on the goal itself you're 100% right there's two things that Taylor does wrong he's about four or five yards deeper than the other three defenders They're, they've pushed higher up the park so nobody can tuck in from centre half and get closer to him either but you're absolutely right He's taking a touch and he is not, he's literally, he's, he's, he's like a, a training cone. It's like a training cone. He has no, made no impact on the attacking player whatsoever, physically or even just, you know, putting his body shape in a way that he can, he's, he's miles away 
And that, for me, against, and no disrespect to the players, but players at Ross County are not going to be players at the Champions League level. They'll absolutely tear them apart if that's what it's like. And for me, the level needs to be better. The goalkeeper level needs to be better and the left-back level needs to be better. Um, the striker level were okay if Kyogo's playing, but again, we need somebody else, I think, in there of a certain quality if Kyogo gets injured, which we know he will. So there's still work to be done in this window, even if players don't go. There still has to be work done, um, and the quality needs to be brought in if we're going to make any progression. Otherwise, we've just got the exact same type of level that Rodgers had his first time round in the Champions League, um, and that didn't go very well. So, uh, Taylor... I don't know, we're talking about that one goal, but that, that was coming. And Ralston got found out in the first half as well. The boy Murray's shot got blocked and sent away. It was exactly the same. And it was only by the grace of God that it actually deflected away for a, a corner. It was so easy because they were left so isolated, like really, really isolated. Um, and if you're to think tactically why that happened, you maybe need to look at it a bit deeper. But even then, you're one on one against a player from Ross County. You're playing for Celtic. Size him up and don't let him get his shot away. And it, they were so far away from it, it was unreal. And I think, I've no doubt, in fact, that Brendan Rodgers has to see this. He must see this. And, you know, the, the goalie in the left-back position is coming up time after time in discussions just now. But Brendan Rodgers must be as, as aware as anybody else of that. And I think, you know, Greg Taylor's got money in the bank for what he's done the last two seasons. And it's, there's no witch hunt here, you know, just as part of what we do. You're going to analyse things and, and look at where Celtic can improve. We always... All of us want to see Celtic improve and Brendan Rodgers isn't here to stand still. He's not here to just do more of the same and accept, you know, more defeats in Europe. He wants to improve and he'll be looking at left back and goalie, you know, without a shadow of doubt. And I think there's there's definitely work to be done there. Um, coming back to a more positive note though, so obviously, you know, whistle goes 4-2, very positive result all round, you know, starting with a win, three points on the board and top of the table uh, on match day one. You might have seen Matt O'Reilly uh, presenting David Turnbull, his Man of the Match award in the, the post-match interview, and he was very, very complimentary to Turnbull. I thought it was very, it's a touch of class, actually, by by O'Reilly. He referenced the point, he wasn't asked a question, but he said, listen, this guy's too good not to be playing, you know, gave a lot of praise towards David Turnbull. And he said the way he applies himself in training and the way he's done so last year as well when he wasn't playing, it almost felt like another dig at Ange. You know, there's been this ongoing, Matt O'Reilly said a couple of comments that have been very interesting, but... He was hugely complimentary to Turnbull, really bigged him up as a as an individual. And I thought it was great to see, and it was another sign of the the ongoing good spirit in the Celtic dressing room. Yeah, that's what that is. As fans, we want that. We want that unity. Um, between, we want the competition between the players first and foremost. Those players, that those two are actually very similar uh, types of players. But what the good thing is one's, one's right footed, one's left footed, because it, it gives us really good balance. Two very, very tidy football players. Not overly aggressive, maybe be you know if you're looking at downsides to them, but they're both young. Hopefully, they're hungry for success. Hopefully, they're hungry to, you know, develop their careers and if they get big moves to different teams and stuff like that later down the line, then that's part of the game that we play too. Um, Turnbull is a good player, but yeah, um, and so Riley's not telling any lies there. The thing about the Ange thing keeps cropping up. I mean, the first thing round, you know, is I think a lot more gets made of it than it actually is, and it's. It, it, <laughs> You know, he's not said that much, but because of the, the there's a big deal made about the, the thing that he said before, which, by the way, wasn't anything either, I don't think. Um, you know, about Brendan Rodgers coming and sitting having a cup of tea with him and stuff and sitting having lunch and then he can talk to him. Well, Ange's made it very clear that's what he doesn't do. He made, he made it very, very clear he didn't do that. So O'Reilly's not having a dig at him for not doing that. He's just kind of 
saying it's different. And then everybody jump, usual, jump on it. This is a problem. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Asking Ange about it and stuff. <laughs> you know, get a grip, man. It's like, there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it whatsoever. And then saying that Turnbull's a good player. Let's be honest. The way that Ange played, Turnbull wasn't good enough. Like, But the way Rodgers plays, Turnbull is or could be good enough. So there's a, there's a massive, massive change in that regard for Turnbull's game. He couldn't play the tempo Ange wanted to play at. We could all see that. But he can play the way that Rodgers wants to play. More passes, more possession. And, uh, and and playing the way and doing the things that he can do. And that is, by the way, stuff that good football players do do. So, um, yeah, I think it's good that he said that. If he's folk take out that he's had a dig at Ange, then fire on. But I don't really bother with that part myself. But it's good to see that the, that the players that are competing for places are still complementary and supportive of each other, which, is, which you need in a squad for the games that we've got coming up. Yeah, I was trying to create a bit of scandal and a bit of drama, to be honest with you, Brydon, you, you've not taken the bait, so I'll need to make my own headlines for this one, but don't worry, I'll, I'll catch that elsewhere. Um, but a good deal round for David Turnbull, he'll be really pleased, as I said, pleased first of all to get a start, he mentioned the fact that he's not played a lot in the last year and a half, so to get the start, first of all, is something, but then to repay the manager's faith with the, the two goals is something else, and a well-deserved man of the match from. But as we start to close this one out, I'm sure that you'd have taken any sort of win in general on match day one, but good to get the four goals albeit a bit frustrating to lose a couple. But your final thoughts for this one as we close out the episode? Yeah, just glad to get the football back, compared to the football back. Um, there's positives we can see. There's big changes we can see. Um, it's good that the manager is saying that we could be better, which which is good. If he came out and said, I would score four goals, what more do you want? Um, that would be a problem. It's not been. It's, uh, you know, Celtic Park full. Um Raise the flag today, you know, getting over the line, you know, more than more than over the line. Let's be honest. In the first game, sit back and we just keep just keep building on it. I think uh, squad wise and tempo wise and performance wise, and and the rest will follow. The manager knows what he's doing. He's done it before, so we just need to have confidence that he'll do that. So yeah, delighted with the with with today, and I excited enough for for what's coming up. Yeah, a couple of wee niggles today, but. Wholly positive all round and, and lots to look forward to. So Celtic now start the season where they left off last time out by taking their place at the very top of the Scottish Premiership table. There's work to be done and signings to be made, but for now, a good start to the campaign. Thanks to Bridal for joining me today and as always, thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back again on Monday night with the weekly show, but for now, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Mm-hmm.